3: here on Newsnight on Joy 99.7
4: FM. <laughs>
3: Well, a series of protests are currently underway in Waliwali, Wulugu and Karimenga in the northeast region, uh, with angry youth threatening to unleash violence if attempts uh, continue to be made to arrest their overlord. Great luck is still being reported on the tamale Boga Highway, as well as other roads linking the region to the Upper East and Northern regions as they burn tires and mount barriers. The youth laid siege at the police station in the area, vandalized. Anything on site following a failed military operation last night to arrest a kin and a man he had skinned in Bokunaba, uh, skinned as Bokunaba. Uh, listen to one of the uh, spokespersons, AB Yaya, who spoke to Joe News
4: earlier.
1: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.
4: Up to a standing of Ghana. Yes. yes, it can be a standing of Ghana, not yes. even yes. No, I want to know whether president is for Kusasi and not Ghana. Yes. He should tell us. Yes. Why is this supporting Kusasi? Yes. 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 Is he why are you in scheme? And he said illegally. Yeah. He should yeah. explain to Mapurugu. Yeah. Yes. What he because means by illegal?
3: Yes. Yes. I want to take it live now uh, to the northeast region. Let's speak to our correspondent Elias Utanko. He's on the line with us. Uh, we know this protest started in Nalerigu, but we are now getting word it may be spreading and trickling to other communities as well. Tell us more.
5: Yes, yeah, so the police are currently uh, struggling to free up uh, the busy uh, Tamale-Bolaga road, which has been hijacked this morning by these protesters. Uh, they are demanding that the government stop meddling in the Boko Chieftain issue. And they are also asking that um, they will not allow any Kusate, uh, man or a person to travel from Uh, Boko or travel from Tamale to Boko. And so as I speak to you down, the police in Walewale are struggling uh, to control the protesters in Walewale.
3: So I wonder, with the blockade that we're reporting tonight, how is it affecting transportation for those who use that road? And from what I understand, this is a very busy
5: stretch. Yes, so since uh, afternoon, they have been very massive on the road. And uh, we are just being told that uh, the protesters newly uh, bent uh, a track that uh, was coming from uh, the Boko area. And we are told that some police officers who were also traveling to Tamale were returned uh, by this particular protestor. So it's certainly very serious. Uh, you know, uh, this particular road is uh, a busy transportation corridor, and a number of vehicles use it. And so, uh, this particular process or blockade by the protest is really affecting traffic on this road.
3: And the authorities, uh, you've talked about the police, even the police themselves have had to uh, backtrack a bit on as a result of what is happening by the Regional Security Council. We understand they've been meeting.
5: Yes. So, today they had a meeting with uh, the youth of Nalirgo, especially. Uh, my understanding is that the the reason for this particular French meeting uh, was to de to switch, uh, the council from the events leading to the failed attempt to arrest the uh, overlord of Mamprugu yesterday. Uh, and so, uh, apart from this particular denial that they do not know anything about this particular deployment of the military, uh, the Regional Security Council has not been speaking on this particular issue.
3: Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, I want to bring in a man who sat through the Regional Security Council meeting today. Uh, He is a representative of the youth. uh, Yidana uh, joins us on the telephone line right now, Yidana Hamid. Thank you, Yidana, for your time here on Newsnight. Can you share with us what, what the outcome of this meeting today? Hello, Yidana. Okay, Uh, we'll try and get him uh, and and bring you details of what happened in this meeting. We'll also be speaking uh, to security watchers who have been following this very, very closely.
0: Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply.
2: Investing involves risk.
0: 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC. Member SIPC.
3: class this is uh, consent uh, We would uh, bring you details of that pretty shortly. As you can imagine, this is a developing story uh, in that part of the country. And if you are in that part of the country tonight and you're listening to us or affected by the roadblocks that we have been reporting tonight i want to hear from you zero five five one 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 nine nine seven is the whatsapp line we'll be speaking uh, pretty shortly uh, with uh, hopefully if we can get Yidan uh, on the line uh, who sat through this recsec meeting many of you want to hear uh, what has happened on the back of the meetings that has happened today and we'll try and bring you that as and when we get it tonight though Um, I can bring you news, something that you possibly have observed. You may be at an increased risk of developing a respiratory-related illness. That's the warning from the Ghana Health Service, as Ghana's air quality ranks as one of the worst in the world. You may have noticed how hazy the atmosphere around you has become in the last few days. It is because of an increase in the concentration of fine particles in the air. According to the Ghana Met. The dust was transported from the Sahara regions by strong winds at lower levels of the atmosphere. Ghana's air quality index has shot up in the last few days and was rated hazardous ahead of uh, known cities with toxic air quality like Delhi, Mumbai, Lahore, uh, Dakar and Wuhan. Well, my colleague Michael uh, Papania Shale joins me in the studio with details of this. Uh, What are the current readings we are picking up?
6: so from the data set i've been looking at we have been averaging 184 for the most part of the day however it's expected that these numbers reduce further in the course of the week
3: and the met office they've been giving us a bit more clarity on what is happening
6: yeah so in the clinic signed by the acting director general of the agency it says typically the hamattan season persists until late february or early March in most parts of the country, with variations in the intensity of the dry and dusty conditions within the season. However, on Monday, February 13, 2023, the agency observed high-pressure systems around the northern regions of Africa, which are projected to stir up dust over the dust source region. Consequently, on Wednesday, uh, meteorological satellites detected dust lifted around Chad sudan and niger this dust was transported into the country by strong winds at lower levels of the atmosphere as a result an intensification of dry and dusty weather conditions was expected to be experienced in ghana during the week as issued in the GMET weekly and daily mm-hmm. forecast furthermore to the above this was re- this resulted in dryness and decreased visibility which may take some time to clear completely mm. well the
3: Environmental Protection Agency is also giving us a bit more uh, detail on this pretty scary stuff. The Executive Director of the Environmental Protection Agency, Henry Kokofu, says the figures are frighteningly higher than the WHO prescribed standards. However, he says a continued release of pollutants from burning
7: may have contributed. This is a natural phenomenon and it's collaborated by data on particulate level gathered over the period by the Environmental Protection Agency. Particularly, the levels recorded between 17 and 19 February 2023 were very high. The pollutant levels exceeded national limits and World Health Organization Interim Target three values of 35 and 25 micro cubic meters respectively. Even though the are show natural phenomenon occurring, we cannot run away from the fact that our own human activities are major contributors or major drivers to the situation we have on our hands. Mm-hmm. And this includes indiscriminate burning of all forms of materials, particularly used ties, vehicle used ties. Again, um, household food cooking. Using firewood, including free smoking and other related um, activities. Very key on the agenda is vehicular emissions, and you all bear with me that most thirds of our vehicles emit above the limited uh, the allowable limits. And Ghana Standard Authority has has the vehicular emissions limits advertised all over. It is understandable because admittedly we have systemic failure in tracking down vehicular emission in this country. Well, the Ghana
3: Health Service is now warning that you may now, as a result of what we are witnessing in the atmosphere in Accra in particular, expose you to higher risk of getting respiratory-related illness. Listen to the Deputy Director of institutional care division of the ghana health service mary Aram ashinyo
8: air pollution causes harm to virtually every organ of the body although the primary point of entry usually will be the respiratory tract uh, so it's in the lungs, it causes a lot of inflammatory diseases. Um, it exacerbates or makes worse asthma. Um, but we also know that because they are particles that are very, very small, they have the capacity to move from the respiratory tract into the blood uh, stream of human beings. And once they do that, it also means that they can be pumped to any other organ that is receiving blood. So it can cause diseases in uh, the heart, in the brains and everywhere else. And so that means that there's increased risks to individual health and public health. So if you see people who would have asthma, for instance, there's an increased risk that they might have um, attacks, whereas if the air quality was um, good, they would not have run into an attack.
3: So what should you do to avoid, you know, getting a health issue as a result of the poor quality of the air around us tonight?
8: That also means that for people who have such um, acute respiratory attacks and would have been managing at home under usual circumstances and um, get relief from their usual treatment would have more difficulty controlling their acute attack. Those who have um, existing respiratory illnesses, uh, for instance, I give the example of those who have asthma or any um, chronic respiratory disease, those people become more at risk um, to getting acute exacerbations compared to individuals that have more healthy lungs and hearts at the time. Uh,
3: thankfully, uh, we can now speak to the Environmental Protection Agency's Executive Director, uh, Mr. Henry Kokofu. Uh, Mr. Kokofu, thank you for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you, Matt. Um, so, do we have, I, I've heard you explain the various factors that may contribute to this, but why are we seeing that now? I mean, is it that an accumulation of it over the years that all of a sudden, in the last few days, began just to show up in the environment? What's What's happening here?
9: Well, it's not that much of accumulation. Uh, it is um, the escalation of the uh,
10: sandstorm, if you like, blowing over the side. uh, with uh, the northern region, downhill south. So, um, it's, it's the quantity of uh, sand uh, that is providing the dust particle in the atmosphere. Uh, that are for it. However, uh, we also do agree, I do agree that uh, over time we've been polluting through indiscriminate burning you know, of um, fossil fuel through uh, vehicles, industry, and then also um, fuel wood for cooking and all other things. Uh, the, the the most dangerous have been the setting of e-waste electronic waste and used cars. They all emit these dangers. That they have been in for quite a lot. So, well, one may say it might have been important. The circumstances that I mean, I mean, I mean uh, the first are. Uh, uh,
3: uh, unfortunately, we're having a terrible connection to Mr. Kokufu, there We'll try and get him on a better connection, uh, and so we can get a bit more clarity for you uh, because this has to do with your health, uh, and that's why we can now also speak to the uh, Ghana Met Agency. Joshua Samwa uh, joins us now. He's a senior met officer there, and uh, joins us with some clarity on this. Hello, Joshua. Thanks for your time. You're on Newsline. Hey, thanks. For having me. So, from everything I've heard, this is purely Hamatan, is it?
11: Yes, the Hamatan is not over. It's all within the
3: hammattan season, so it's understandable. Yes, I don't know. Forgive me. I just had a challenge hearing you. You're saying that the Hamatan isn't over, and this is just hammattan uh, winds blowing across the across the subregion again in Accra.
11: Yes, um, the Hamilton is still there. We had a relaxation earlier um, around January, but there's an intensification in the Hamilton conditions, so that's what we are experiencing at the moment. So this is not
3: because we are polluting the environment. I mean, from the from the Met Office, are you
11: ruling that out? No. um What we are saying is that the atmosphere may be polluted but the dusty conditions that have been um, intruded into the country. are just Compounding the pollutants that we have in the air, so this is just um, an increase in the pollutants. Yeah, but it it probably was there, but because the magnitude was not that high when the dust was not in the country, we didn't feel it that much. But with the intrusion of the dust, we are feeling it more, and so that's that's the cause of the alarm that we are we having now.
3: You, You talk about alarm. You've been measuring this over the years. Is this the World Monitoring Agencies ranking Ghana tonight? In fact, since yesterday and today, we are ranking Ghana the worst in the world in terms of air quality. Can you corroborate that at the Ghana Met Office?
11: Unfortunately, um, we we don't have um, data on air quality for a period of time, so we can't speak to that. Uh, I'm not sure if, um, if you have that data. But for us as a meteorological institution, we don't have that information. But based on the dust that we are seeing, this is not the worst that we've seen um, in, in, in the years that we've seen the Hamathan happen. So um, it's not really something that is um, out of the ordinary, but it's just because of the time that the event is happening. People saw some rains in January, and so they thought that the dry season was over. And so when they saw the intrusion of the dust, it was a bit of um, a problem seeing those um, abrupt changes in the weather conditions. That is that is one of the reasons why it is alarming to see these things. But it's not um, out of the norm, the kind of conditions that we are seeing now.
3: When do you expect this to ease completely?
11: Okay, so the conditions that we saw, which... Adapted that in the source region, around Chad, Niger, um, Sudan areas, and transported into the country uh, uh, as expected to relax around midweek towards weekend. So, um, with this relaxation that we are seeing in the atmosphere, we expect that um, from midweek towards the weekend, we'll start seeing um, better conditions in the atmosphere, uh, visibility will improve. Um, The moisture content in the air will also improve, and these conditions will relax. But that does not mean that we are completely out of the dry season. For areas in the northern portions of Ghana, we will continue to experience these dry dryness. But for us us in the south, there may be some cases of rain for even into um, next week. But for the week, from now to midweek, we will continue to see these conditions, but they will relax towards the weekend.
3: Is this only happening in Accra or across the country?
11: It's actually across the country. The intensity is actually higher for areas in the northern transition in the middle portion of the country. The coastal sector is the least affected area in the whole country.
3: I see. So which means that those away from the coast up north are having a pretty worse atmospheric uh, conditions compared to what we're having here in Accra?
11: Exactly. Um, for us in the southern portion, the lowest, Visibility we've seen is around 3,000 meters. But if you go to the north, they are reporting around 200 meters visibility. So it means if someone is um, ahead of you and the person is within and um, beyond 200 meters, it will be very hard to um, see that person. So it's, it's worse in the northern portions of Ghana. That's where the intensity is actually higher.
3: Uh, Joshua, thank you very much. And Joshua Samoa is a senior uh, MET uh, officer there at the Ghana MET agency. Uh, thankfully, the chief executive of the Environmental Protection Agency, Mr. Kokofu, is back on the line. Mr. Kokofu, so all the international agencies were recording and telling us that our air quality has hit the lowest. In fact, we're comparing us compared to the rest of the world, we're the worst. Uh, has the EPA managed to corroborate that fact?
10: um i, I must uh, admit that uh, uh, leading to the christmas festivities epa had a opportunity to engage the press and uh, at that point we're dealing with, with two major pollution uh aspects the noise pollution and then the uh air pollution uh, we we hinted that um, we are taking signals that um uh, we we, we the quality of our air uh, is getting worse and worse. And so we've been saying this for quite a long time. And um, you, you will recall that uh, the Abu Chi enclave provided us as a nation with the unenviable record of uh, Accra being one of the worst air quality cities uh, in the world. So once we are able to get rid of Abu and stopped many indiscriminate burning of materials, including uh, e waste. Uh, we were of the hope that uh, we will soon be getting good quality. Uh, then all of a sudden, this came up, and today we are discussing. Uh, just as the experts have already said, um, the, the creation is uh, escalated by the quantum of gas particles or particles. Uh, that, that we find in the atmosphere. However, we cannot run away from the, the, the fact that um, human activities have been contributing uh, to the pollution of the air, particularly uh, vehicular emissions, indiscriminate burning of, of werewolf, um new mm. uh being burnt here and there, left and right. So uh, it's, it's something that we could. Uh, or prevent uh, and then uh, make
3: the system a bit uh, uh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Uh, I must tell you that in the last few days, a few of my colleagues of all I mean, have to call in sick because before they left, struggling to to they have respiratory challenges. The cough was terrible. And no wonder the Ghana Health Service was warning that uh, we are now at a higher risk of respiratory illness. Um, what's the advice?
10: Well, I think uh, most of the advice has already been uh, enumerated. However, it's important to reiterate uh, over them. We should stop indiscriminate burning. Uh, people think it's, the, it's a norm to gather your rabbits around your surroundings, uh, set fire on them. People think it's, it's, it's so good a practice when at the household uh, you took fire, uh, uh, cooking, food cooking. With these fuel wood and all these things are uh, inimical to um, uh, the provision of good uh, air. Then, most importantly, destruction um, of uh, tree species and vegetation. Uh, we must be on the lookout. These are uh, the lungs of the world, I mean, the forest, uh, or the number of trees that are around providing oxygen. They continuously purify the air, uh, but we do not. Or we do not appreciate the importance of these streets. We must, as a matter of agency, uh, change those attitudes and, and have a positive uh, attitude towards streets. Um, Vehicular emissions. It's about time uh, as a country we, we engage ourselves to uh, either uh, have a very pragmatic uh, solution to the challenge of vehicle uh, emissions. We have vehicles that are well over 30, 35 years uh, applying on our rules for commercial activities, private and all other things. And they are emitting heavily. Uh, these are many other things uh, can be prevented. And it's about time we do so. Um, it becomes quite unfortunate uh, when um, you are sitting where we are and uh, enjoying the chorus of uh, complaining. Uh, it is not the best. Uh, Why would we say crack the whip? Yes, we, we, we have got to crack the whip, but it goes beyond the normal uh, cracking of the whip. It has rooted in the socioeconomic fabric of our people. So, um, by and large, uh, we have got to sit up mm. and do the needful.
3: Uh, Mr. Kokofu, thank you very much and he's the chief executive of the Environmental Protection Agency there and if you are one of those concerned about the health alert issued by the Ghana Health Service today because of the current atmospheric conditions, you may have noticed it uh, since the weekend or before that how hazy it's been. Well, the Ghana Health Service is warning tonight that it could have severe health implications uh, on you, particularly with respiratory challenges. This is the advice. Uh, from the Deputy Director of the Institutional Care Division of the Ghana Health Service.
8: That also means that for people who have such um, acute respiratory attacks and would have been managing at home under usual circumstances and um, get relief from their usual treatment would have more difficulty controlling their acute attack. Those who have um, existing respiratory illnesses, uh, for instance, I give the example of those who have asthma or any um, chronic respiratory disease, those people become more at risk um, to getting acute exacerbations compared to individuals that have more healthy lungs and hearts at the time.
3: Um, so just bear that in mind as you just heard there, wearing of nose mask becomes important in these times. Uh, it prevents the particles from having direct access to your nostrils and then causing you the challenges that some some of my colleagues have experienced over the last few days as well so listen to New Sniders on joy 99.7 if i quickly want to return to our, our top story there's our the uh reporting from the northeast region tonight of a great lock of the tamale highway as youth protests as youth protest there spread across parts of the northeast region with the burning of ties and chanting of war songs as they vow to resist the rest of the overlord as we know the Uh, The Regional Security Council has been meeting uh, today to try and bring some closure to this and get the security apparatus to deal with the situation after uh, the directed by the government that they recently installed uh, chief there who wasn't skinned. Be arrested. The military had attempted to do so, but were met with fierce resistance. Subsequently, the youth have taken matters into their own hands and have blocked roads in that part of the country. Let's speak to Yudana Hamid, who sat through the uh, REXEC meeting and joins us on the telephone line right now. He's a youth representative. Hello, Yudana. Thank you for your time here on Newsnight.
12: Thank you, Evans. Uh, good evening to you and your listeners.
3: Can you share with us the outcome of this REXEC meeting today?
12: Yeah, so, um, Evans, I have to put it on record that I was not officially part of this record meeting. I had gone to the regional police command with a a lawyer for the king of Mamprogo, and uh, we chanced upon this meeting, and then they felt that once the king's uh, council was there, it was good that they just had a conversation because they had some security challenges uh, and they wanted a way to communicate effectively uh, with the palace, uh, especially in respect to the empires that happened uh, last night. Uh, the 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 Rambo style entry into Nalirgo uh, under the pretext that they were going to arrest the king and the newly installed Bokonaba, and of course the resulting uh, you know uh, chaos that we have seen across Mampurgo, uh in reaction to that. And so basically, um, you know, they were happy that counsel for the king had come. And they just wanted to find a way of letting the king know that uh, this is something that is a mishap. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. But they are peace officers, uh, must be keepers of the law. And, uh, you know, they, they are just acting for instructions. But one thing that shocked me was the confession. And I don't know if it's uh, fine that I'm putting this on air. But one thing that shocked me uh, was the fact that none of them, not the NIB not the military not the police not not more and, and i mentioned all these people because they are part of the security apparatus in the region none of them knew that these five armored cars that zoomed into the northeast region last night uh, uh of which the youth were very alert and aware and, and actually tracked these vehicles they went and stopped in gambaga uh, for a while and eventually entered nalirugu and went straight to where the uh Bokunaba is 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 is, uh, is staying uh, and then of course met that uh, you know resistance from the youth uh, eventually came to the palace of the overlord uh, of course they met again you know huge resistance of the work i'm sure your um, correspondent captured that uh, and then of course the reaction to pay across the kingdom uh, of what had happened, and that translated into the burning of ties and all of that. Let, let me ask now, you about how, that. Yeah.
3: let me ask you about that very quickly because I, I'm pretty sure you are for peace. I mean, when he was in, in Skene, I remember he himself at that ceremony he asked that you know peace reigns. Um, yeah. You know, they, this matter is still one that the state is trying to resolve, as we've seen today. They block the roads, etc. Since you're very close to the and uh, Skene achieve, what is it that you're doing to try and, and bring peace to
12: this area? No, actually, it's very interesting. Uh, because of this chance meeting with the RECSEC, uh, they took our contacts. And, of course, we also took their contacts. And then we kept getting calls. we haven't lunch where we kept getting calls that there was a chaotic situation in Wanwali. And uh, trust me, the security apparatus, they were there. Military were there. Police were there. But I think they were just helpless. You know. And they felt that meeting us and their demeanor and, I mean, uh, the fact that these are people who came to try and have things resolved in a very civil manner... They thought that they should call upon us to come and see if we could talk to the youth and intervene uh, so that, uh, you know, I mean, whatever it is, that the thing might happen. Uh, like you said, everybody's for peace. So uh, quickly, myself, with counsel for the Nigeria and his driver, uh, we, we, we rushed to Walwali, And I must tell you, it, it's, it's not been easy. Even as you know, I've lived in Accra for a long time, and uh, you all know how chaotic the traffic situation is in Accra. Walwali today was worse than you know any traffic situation i've ever witnessed if you are going to drive from one end of the town to the other end you will drive on end and you have our yeah, reporter report brought, yeah.
3: report brought us the report so, so yes. have you managed to get the oh young yes. people uh, to, you know to the, come the, the youth anything. actually
12: you know they resist resistant but when they realized that the one who was talking to them was counsel for the Nigeria, they paid attention. But you know, they you could see that these are people who had pent up emotions. They felt that this warrant that everybody woke up to <laughs> calling for the arrest of the king. They felt this was bizarre. They were asking to it was a dream mm-hmm. that anybody could just wake up and think that they could so have know, they have they unblocked the warrant. Have the they unblocked the, the, the ropes now? They have Uh, subsequently um, unblocked the road. Uh, In fact, uh, like I told you earlier on, it was the security apparatus that called us and that together with them, uh, they stood there and witnessed how Council for the Overlord spoke to these youth. Who initially didn't want to listen to anybody, but eventually they they they, they saw reason in allowing traffic to flow. Okay, uh, so so know, traffic is flowing right normal. now for as those who are state using state that stretch. Right now, traffic is flowing. Uh, it's, I would I wouldn't say it's, I would say it's easing. Uh, initially, uh, traffic was moving at a very slow pace, but now it's easing. It's easing.
3: Okay, thank you very much, Yudham Mohammed, and, and thanks for that update. Um, if you're using that stretch, uh, this will be uh, important for you as traffic begins to ease in the part. It is a very very uh, hectic. Stretch indeed are uh, a part of the northeast region. Um, Adam Bonner, security analyst, has been watching this very closely and joins us on the line right now, Mr. Bonard, Thanks for your time and um, very briefly. So this was started because of an attempt to arrest the 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 the, the skinned uh, chief. I mean, we know it's disputed. The government
9: says it's, it's illegal. Um, what, what do you make of the, that approach? Well, Evans. Good evening. I think it's basically to put it bluntly, is very senseless. You don't go into a palace that is about 1,500 years old and you think that they, you can go in and attempt to arrest the overlord or anybody who is hiding in there and uh, what do you call that, the, his king's men, his subjects, are going to look on for you to do that. I wouldn't even say it is a catastrophic failure of intelligence. I would say it's due to zero intelligence. As at the time they got there, even the the person who had been unskinned was not in the palace. So what were they there for? Who did they speak to? Who asked them to go to the palace? What were they? What were they going there to do? I mean, if you want to catch whoever you wanted to arrest, I mean there are so many ways of arresting persons like that. If you wanted to arrest the newly skin chief, but obviously you can't go. And say you, I mean, you can't, even if you wanted to do that, not in the manner they did it. Evans, not in the manner they did it. And as we speak, Evans, this conflict is spreading all over the country. Are you aware that there's been some stabbing in a that is that is connected to this conflict in Baku area, Waliwali, and the rest? This is how serious this thing is. So as far as I'm concerned, the security agencies are uncoordinated. And I would call on the president of the republic, if he's listening, to have one person among the security ministers, I don't know who, to coordinate issues with Boko. Because it looks like too many security officers are taking too many instructions from different you know, people, and that is what is creating the, the unending tension and the, you know, the resultant effect of the chaos we, we have seen from last night to this morning.
3: Uh, Anambona, thank you very much. Still ahead, uh, Minister Designate for Food and Agriculture, Brian Echampon, heads back at ML Short Commission for implicating him in violence that characterized Ayawaso was war-gone by election in 2019 as his grill before Parliament's Appointments Committee. Let's do business now and George is here with the latest.
13: I still have something from the Agri Minister Designate who is promising to make the buffer stock company one of his priority areas to help deal with the country's food security need. And even uh, 70, about two cargos, totaling 75,000 metric tons of petroleum products under the go for oil program docks at the country's uh, ports. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Allianz Life and Ghana Pay.
14: and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 244 308 for more information. MTN
13: Lives battle during retirement are not worn by the strongest. Sooner or later, those who win are those who prepare prepared for it, ensuring your future is your responsibility to your family and loved ones. Progress Trustees, a company that guarantees a cheerful life of retirement for both formal and informal sector workers. The Progress Occupational Pension Scheme, the Progress Provident Fund Scheme, and the Progress Personal Pension Scheme helps you achieve peace of mind during retirement. We also provide administration services for employer-sponsored schemes, including staff welfare schemes seeking to outsource their day-to-day administration of their second tier occupational pension and third tier provident fund scheme. Start your journey to your visit quality life during retirement by contacting us on 0504 368 a On our website, www.progresstrusteesgh.com. Progress Trustees. A joyous retirement begins here. Welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, a Greg minister-designate, Brian Echampon, has promised to make the buffer stock company one of its priority areas in dealing with the country's food security needs. The minister disclosed this when he appeared before Parliament's appointment committee today. He also promised to make the sector
4: attractive to the youth as well. I was surprised myself when I found out that Buffer stock is struggling um, to the extent that they had the opportunity to feed uh, um, the free SHS program. They have supplied quite a lot, but they are not getting payments on time. So beyond their initial seed uh, capital, they are struggling in other areas. This is something that I will uh, push to reverse immediately that I, I get in. I know that these are hard times, but I will make advocate strongly that As part of our national security, we need to ensure that buffer stock is positioned to deliver us when we get there. So, ranking be assured. I'm going to work with you to ensure that buffer stock is resourced to do what it's supposed to do. Thank you.
13: Great minister designate Brian Echampo. Now, two cargos totaling 75,000 metric tons of petroleum products have docked at the country's ports. This is what Joy Business has up from the bulk oil storage and transportation company. There is
14: more in this report. Joy Business understands that out of these two cargos, that have arrived between Saturday, February 18 and Sunday, 19th, February 2023, 40,000 metric tons are diesel and 35 metric tons are petrol, respectively. This sums up to 75,000 metric tons of petroleum products that have come in so far in terms of the imports under the Gold for Oil program. The bulk oil storage and transportation company, Bost, has disclosed it is expecting about 152,000 metric tons of petroleum products and that initiative for the month of February. Diesel will make up for about 80,000 metric tons of the total cargo and petrol will be about 72,000 metric tons. The bulk Oil Storage and Transportation Company says they have received demand orders from about 18 bulk Oil distribution companies, totaling 140,000 metric tons. Bost is optimistic that, with these consignments coming in, that could have a positive impact on the prices of petroleum products
13: was a business text Well, Let's stay on the subject area because government is projecting some significant reduction in prices of petroleum products from next month. Now this will be based on how the Gulf for Oil program would impact on petroleum products and the continuous stability of the Ghana city. Let's hear from Andre Japamesa. He's the deputy minister of energy.
2: When additional consignment of the gold foil policy that we are working framework of which has been put in place to ensure that we get some relatively, you know, um, I don't want to use the word cheaper, mm. because the truth of the matter is Competitive, that you want to say competitively, if you like priced uh, uh, petroleum products, and the NPE has indicated that the intention is to ramp it up to about 50, 60 percent by March end 2023. So mm. I'm hopeful. So all things being equal and with the city stabilizing, uh, of course, uh, my expectation is that now that the Ministry of Finance has successfully uh, executed the domestic debt exchange program, oh. uh, it's a closer, a step closer to mm. concluding the IMF program, which will give a huge boost to investor confidence mm. in our economy, you know, we'll get access to some, you know, forex that then helps stabilizing the city and mm. mm. uh, obviously we all be there I'll, be I'll
13: be coming i'll be coming raja Pamessa is the deputy minister of energy Now, passenger arrivals at the International Airport, that is Kutoka, increased by 24.4% year-on-year to hit 82,977 tourists ending November 2022, compared to a month earlier. Now, tourist arrivals also went up by 1.6%. Now, this was captured in the Bank of Ghana Monetary Reports ending January 2023, with the first 11 months of 2,000 in 2022, a total of 810,000 tourist arrivals was recorded at the Kotoka International Airport, and land borders. Compared to 548,000 for the corresponding year of 2021, representing a growth of 47.8%. Now, this report from the Bank of Ghana showing that in terms of international arrivals. They have picked up strongly uh, compared to 2001 and that could impact on the economy in terms of taxes, spending and how that will impact on the broader tourism industry in terms of earnings for the economy. If we turn our attention to the stock market, there wasn't any price change on the market. That could adversely affect those who are holding shares in the various listed companies on the Ghana Stock Exchange. But in terms of real returns, as in year to date, you've gone down if you have investment The market has gone down by over 1%. For the financial stocks, it's over 3%. And that's all for Business on
3: Newsnight. Back to you, Evans. Thank you very much, George. Now Minister Designate for Trade and Industry, Katie Hammond, has fought back claims by NDC MPs on the Appointments Committee that he was indicted for the controversial sale of Ghana's drill ship in the early 2000s, now the controversial sale of the state asset Resulted in a commission of inquiry, which the minority chief whip Kwame Yakubu and Hassan Suhini believe found him guilty. But Katie Hammond says, as deputy minister, who had only been in office for three months, he could not have played the role someone want to ascribe to him.
15: It was decided that um, a commission to be put in place to investigate all these corruption allegations and all of that and all of that. From nowhere, a decision was made that a single transaction which went back 12 years, which was the sale of the, 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 the not entirely the sale, but the transaction in respect of the trade ship, um, be added to that, uh, the Commission's uh, um, deliberations. I was I was invited to attend when the, the what we call the Apple committee, Mr. Speaker, was put in place. I, I, I attended my brother Nabucho was there, my then minister at the time who was involved with this was also there, Kandapa. But I was at the center of it, so it was fair that questions was put were put at me. Now, Mr. Chairman, I put it to everybody here. When is it that anybody in recorded history had that? Deputy Minister of three months at post sells state assets like a ship. Three months. We went to the ministry, I think about April or so. This thing took place about June, July. Three months. Cabinet met. What had happened was that the GMPC that I talked about, Mr. Speaker, had been run aground. It's going to be lengthy. I want to explain it so the whole country understands. Mr. Speaker, somehow, a decision had been consciously made by the gmpc outfit at the time that they were going to involve in what they call hedging for all those around who know about um, the commercial transactions and whatever but mr. mr speaker hedging is a kind of uh, gamble while
3: well, the beginning of the hearings today uh, vetting of katie hammond some members of the committee were quite concerned that katie hammond appeared to be too relaxed
9: Mr. Chairman, the nominee must realize that he is before a serious committee. You can do whatever you do with us outside the sitting of the committee. When you come before the committee and you're on national television and everybody is viewing, you must take us serious. I'm asking a question. Let me finish asking the question. And if you have an answer, you can give your answer. If you tell the whole country that you've not been paying attention to the papers, that have been given to you. It's up to you. Mr. We, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are working on your nomination and you are interjecting.
7: Honorable, and, and Honorable member, That's, it's, it's me. I'm supposed to regulate the meeting. So if I'm failing, I'll take responsibility. Please proceed with your question. The question I, I have,
9: the question I have. I I, I wanted
13: to uh, repeat what Honourable Ayariga said. Um, At a time of our country where people are in real difficulty making ends meet, I'm of of the view that the nominee is very affable and we all know that when you are about to take, at least as the President wished, a position as a trade minister,
2: you need to put up a posture that is more serious than being friendly to us i i i, I thought i thought please,
7: please please i think it's my fault
3: well it did not stop Katie hammond from issuing this warning to his uh, committee to the committee members just before the vetting itself started in earnest
15: Introduce me as being the class prefect, the senior prophet. I would expect members to put up their best behavior. I will put up my very best behavior. And then we'll put, we'll get, we'll get, that. the class prefect in the chair, so I still remain the class prefect. So, you know, should we work?
3: Also, before the appointments committee today uh, was the uh, minister designate for agriculture who was grilled about his involvement in the 2019 Ayawaso West Wagon by-election violence. At the, at the time, he was the uh, responsible for the National Security Ministry as a minister of state there. Um, he questioned the Emile Short Commission's recommendation that seemed to reprimand him and implicate him in the violence.
4: I, I sympathise with those who were wounded on that day. Indeed, when I was there at the Ministry of National Security, I ensured that all those who were wounded uh, were treated at the 37 military uh, hospital, and all expenses to, uh, of such were paid by the state uh, that authorized the operation. Subsequent to that, Mr Chairman, laws have been passed by this House, and today we no longer hear about uh, vigilantism the way we used to hear about it in the past. It was unfortunate it happened, It should never have happened, but be that it may, um, it's past and gone.
3: Well, he says the violence remains a blot on Ghana's democracy. Brian Champon says he would have done a better job if he had been in charge of the operation.
4: 100 plus report. There wasn't any mention of me having authorized anything anywhere in the report. So, Everybody, including myself, was surprised and afraid that my name found expression in the conclusion that I should be reprimanded, and that is why um, my classmate. If you look at the commission, the the white paper that cleared me, individual liabilities six three, it says that the commission, the government rejects. Emphasis rejects the commission's recommendation on paragraph 8.3 because the commission failed to act failed to establish the factual basis for that recommendation. That is what the white paper said. That you say we should reprimand him for authorizing an operation in a built-up area but we reject it because you have not provided any reason to support that assertion. So yes, I have been cleared by the white paper, which forms part of the, the commission report. But notwithstanding the report in itself and the, and the white paper, it's my conscience that I have to live with. It's me, Rani Chambon, the Presbyterian, notwithstanding what everything that I am known for, I have to be able to live with, with myself. I am a man and responsible for what I do. I cannot be responsible for what everybody else does, and I'm saying that for Ayawaso West War, I did not authorize it. I didn't know anything about it. When I had the opportunities to speak, I spoke in the collective. That yes, I knew of the, of the of the SWAT team. I have been briefed about the operation and I said at an FM station in, in Nkoko that in fact I was unhappy with the way the operation was carried out.
3: And that's Brad Champon. Uh, he used to be the Minister of State at the National Security and now he's a Minister-designate for agriculture, let's do sports now. Ms. Bow is here with the very latest. Hello, Ms. Bow.
14: Well, yes. Uh, events, of course. The body of Christina chu landed yesterday at the Kotoka International Airport. Received by government, the Ghana Football Association, and. The family and uh, one person who's been speaking is the founder of Cheetah FC and the man who discovered Christian Nature, Abdul Hayate. He has described him as an angel on earth and he believes the player lived an exemplary life which must be emulated by all footballers.
16: For me, I would describe Christian as uh, an angel on earth. Christian um, was a Christian. Um, The way he does his things, sometimes you don't believe it. Um, I think we need to remember Christian for his generosity, how humble he is, how determined he is. And I think this should inspire footballers. Um, He loves Messi so much. I I remember when he went to... Porto, he was coming back. Porto gave him a DVD of Messi, Ronaldinho and one other player that I've forgotten. And then I told him, you are the, the black Messi, the African Messi. But God Almighty who brought Christian to us knows very well that he's come and accomplish whatever he wants him to do on Earth. And then uh, God needs him more than we. And I believe Christian is happy wherever he is currently.
14: Founder of GTFC abdo Hayati, the man who is noted to have discovered christian Achu. i see and
3: do you know when he's going to be
14: buried uh we understand B- between the two months from now the, the burial should happen okay yeah
3: may he so rest in perfect peace indeed and uh, just uh, a couple of messages on our uh, whatsapp console uh, this one from senna says the regional security council must immediately deploy more security men to arrest the person uh, who's calling himself the overlord and the final one on the subject of our atmospheric condition tonight uh henry says would you mind summarizing to us exactly the advice epa man gave i could not understand a word from him uh, a few of your comments there and up next is school intake versus population intake it's on that's my opinion with an answer call here on joy 99.7 fm